You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. As you all know, I use Therapy Notes. I love it. Um, If you're interested in using Therapy Notes or trying them out, you can get two free months through the Group Practice Exchange by going to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the Group Practice Exchange, all one word. Try it out, and I am betting you're going to love it. So today, I want to talk about performance improvement plans. Um, Next month, my training in the Exchange membership is on performance improvement plans, what a template of that looks like, how to implement it, how to communicate through it. But I wanted to just do a quick tip of the day podcast episode to talk quickly about what a performance improvement plan is and what should generally be inside a performance improvement plan. So um, some of you may have been on a performance improvement plan at some point in your journey before being a business owner. Um, But and, and many of you are going to have an experience where you may have to put someone who is working in your practice on a performance improvement plan for whatever reason. And it typically comes up after you've given some sort of warning and had a discussion with your admin or clinician about an issue that they need to do better on, whether it's getting their notes done on time, taking client payment, um, coming in on time, um, or the like. And you notice that after one or two conversations that this issue is not being resolved. And um, oftentimes what's happening is group practice owners, because we feel bad giving um, more direct and um, performance improvement-like feedback, we often do it informally and then um, sort of stop having that conversation. We, We talk about it once. We maybe have that discussion again next month. We maybe have that discussion again the month after, um, but we don't see any changes. And what's really happening, and if you haven't read Radical Candor by Kim Scott, I suggest doing it. It talks a lot about how to communicate in a radically candid way. It's caring personally about that person and being really direct. Um, so not being passive, not being quiet, not holding it in, and then um, going, getting to a point where you let the person go because they're just not doing what they need to do. Um, so if you haven't read that book, read it. It's a great, um, book on how to have healthy communication as a leader in your practice. So I want to talk about beyond those first few steps. You've had these conversations, you've talked with the clinician, they haven't made any changes. This is where the performance improvement plan comes into place. Essentially it's a document and it's, it's a document that's important because if, um, you do decide to let someone go in the future, um, you have something written that shows that you made your best effort in helping them have a plan for improving that issue, whatever it is, right? And, and so if you then need to let them go, you have all the documentation that shows that you've done your due diligence to make eff- and make effort to help that person do better. You don't want to not have 
um, not make the effort of really being, you know, stepping in with them. I like to look at it using this sort of visual, which is the problem is outside of the person. The person isn't the problem. And so when, when I'm having a discussion with someone, whether it's in business or in life, um, and they're not doing something or something's not being done and it's, it's something that they should be doing, I'll say, you know, here's, and I have, I'm doing this visually. So envision me using my hands now, but I'll say like, doing your notes is this problem. And I kind of have this vision of a ball and I put it in front of us and I say, you and I are going to tackle that ball and that thing in front of us, which is notes together. I'm not um, putting the problem of notes in your hand and looking at you to say, you know, me and you are opposite ends of a table. How, how are you going to fix this problem? I like to look at it as you and I are going to tackle the problem together. And it takes really the sort of the uh, ownership of the problem being them away and puts it into its own entity. Um, and so I start by, by doing that kind of conversation and having a discussion around it. Like I said, the performance improvement plan should only be put in place once you know that you've had these discussions. If you have not had this discussion yet, then don't do a performance improvement plan yet. Have a discussion with them first. You want to make sure that they're aware. When someone gets a performance improvement plan put in place, they are expecting it at this point. They should not be surprised by it. Um, and so if you feel like they're going to be surprised, then it likely means that you haven't done your due diligence in communicating clearly to that person about the changes that need to be made, how they can be made, and the things that they can do to, to make those changes. So once you get to that point and you realize this person is still not making these changes, you need to become radically candid and do the hard work of business ownership and, and leadership of putting together a performance improvement plan. I always like to make sure that my performance improvement plan looks right. I, I have now a structure for mine, but I initially use my employment attorney. I suggest using your employment attorney when you are putting a legal sort of a document that um, can be used in the future if a person is going to be let go. I like to have her, you know, take a look at that first. Um, once they look at it once, you can essentially use the same sort of performance improvement plan and, and edit it based off of the issue. Um, there are some websites as well that offer um, some performance improvement plan and HR docs. Um, I'll put the one website that I used um, to get these in pieces of information and these documents from initially um, so that you can go there as well because they're not my documents. I can't, I don't want to give them away, but I'll give you in um, the show notes the website of the HR website that I use that has a million different docs related to HR related things. So essentially, what you want to do is um, obviously date it, have the clinician or the admin's name and say that this is um, that this is a performance improvement plan and this is the first part of the performance improvement plan, that this is the first document that they're getting um, versus it being maybe the second or third. Um, and make sure that you list your practices information on there and that this is um, that failure to make appropriate corrections to whatever this issue is will lead to either further discipline um, up to and including termination. And then you want to um, write the nature of the infraction or the issue, whether it's poor work for per performance or absenteeism or abusive leave. Maybe they're taking too much uh, leave or um, they've damaged property or they didn't comply with a policy of yours or they um, had 
improper conduct or tardiness or whatever it is, right? You want to list what the nature of the issue or the infraction was, and then the date and the time and location of it, if, the, if it's a specific incidence. If it's um, not doing notes on time, obviously a date, time, and, and location is, is kind of hard to hone down. And so I'll, I'd say to, to write on this occasion, this occasion, and this occasion, I noticed that um, your notes were done a week late or two weeks late. Um, maybe you've had a few email exchanges, and so you can put in there as well. Um, per email exchange dated this this date, this date, and this date, where we discussed that your notes weren't being done on time. Um, we I also then noticed beyond those dates that your notes are still not being done on time, right? So you want to list the details of the infraction or the issue then after you list what the nature of the, the issue is. Um, and then you want to say something along the lines of you, you need to comply with the perform the, the attached performance improvement plan um, to, to continue to be employed. And then in the uh, improvement plan, you want to list out uh, the specific, it needs to be objectives that they need to go through in order to um, be able to perform better, essentially. So if we're using the issue of doing notes on time, it might be that um, for the next month, each day, your site supervisor, your clinical director, if it's you, if you're the one in the leadership position, are going to sign off on every note, right? And so you might have to go into your EHR, put the person, um, change their status so that they are now being supervised. Because if it's a fully licensed person, they're likely you're not signing off on their notes. Maybe step one is that you're going to, for one month, sign off on all their notes so that you're going to get notified when their notes are being done. Um, and that might be part one of the performance improvement plan is changing them over to the status of being supervised in the EHR if they aren't already, and that you are going to be writing, checking off or writing off on all the notes from this point forward so that you can check and make sure that they're being done on time and that the content of the notes is accurate. Um, part two of the performance improvement plan might be that they need to come in for weekly supervision for the next six weeks to discuss issues and concerns around notes uh, regarding timeliness, regarding content, and all that fun stuff. And so you, you might say for the next six weeks, you need to get supervision just around this this issue. So it might only be half hour supervision, right? This isn't, you know, you just talk for an hour every week about notes. But it's uh, it might be an informal check-in. Maybe you want it formal, depending on your style. But that might be step two is um, I am going to have you for the next month have all your notes be signed off by me. You're also going to need to do six weeks of six weeks of half-hour supervision with me weekly on Mondays at this time and date uh, for the next six weeks. And then part three might say you also need to have every note done by the end of business day and send me an email confirming your notes have been done. And the bottom then of the performance improvements plan will say it, failure to do any one of these things can result in um, further discipline or termination. Um, what this does is it's really outlining the expectations and it lets them know how they can actually improve, right? They can improve by having their notes being signed off that holds, um, holds them accountable in terms of getting it done on time, knowing that you're going to be looking at it, but also gives you that sort of reminder to, to check in. Um, it also holds them accountable, knowing that they are now having to send you an email or a text message, however you're communicating with your staff, to let you know that notes have been done every day. It's it's kind of that added layer beyond just saying, get your notes done by the end of the day. Obviously, they're having an issue with getting it done on day. 
uh, getting it done every day. So knowing that they might have to send you a text message is going to maybe give them that extra oomph that they need to actually get it done. And if that's not the case, again, you need to know your clinicians and, and how to how to best help them. And you want to make this a collaborative sort of communication. So part of that performance improvement plan can be that you put that together yourself together. You put it together to, with each other and say, what do you think is the best way that you can get into a place of getting your notes done in time? Maybe they need to do it on paper and write it out during sessions and just scan it into the HR. Maybe that's the best way for them, right? Or maybe it is that they want to use um, a voice dictation thing on their computer versus typing it out because they can do it faster. So helping them, meeting them in the middle. It's not about doing everything your way or the highway. It's about meeting them in the middle and getting them to do the things that are necessary in your business and in their work, um, but being creative about how it can be done. So Hopefully this was a helpful first sort of uh, discussion around performance improvement plans, what needs to be inside it, how to make sure that it's written out well, and how to sort of have that initial communication with your staff around performance improvement plans. If you're interested in a more in-depth discussion on performance improvement plans, join the Exchange membership site at www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. And uh, in June, my live webinar on performance improvement plans and what it looks like is going to be up on there. You'll be able to ask your questions. There's live Q&A at the end. Um, Hopefully I'll see you there. Otherwise, I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Exchange Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We'll see you next time.